The Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word. In the first two chapters of the book of of Luke, the angels had to say, be not afraid several times. Uh, Being in the presence of God and even in his angels would be a fearful thing. This is Bert Harper along with Dr. Alex McFarlane, and we're going to get to Luke chapter 2 in just a moment. But Alex, before we get there, we have a guest today, brother. Okay, uh, and who might that guest be? This is Jeff Shambly who is a dear friend of mine, I consider, I'll find out if he considers me a dear friend in a moment, but he is with The Stand. You know, it used to be the AFA Journal, and then we had the online presence of The Stand, and now they've combined them. The magazine is called The Stand, and they're taking it a step further, Alex. This is exciting, not just in print form uh, and and not just uh, on the Internet, but now we're looking at a radio program and podcast. So I want to welcome Jeff Shambly to tell us all about this new endeavor. Thanks so much, Bert. It's good to be with you. Good to be with you, uh, Alex. Well, uh, good to have you, Jeff. Uh, I've worked with both of these men and love them dearly, so it's a pleasure to be here. Um, Bert, for over 40 years, this, the Stan Magazine has been the official publication of American Family Association. If you want to know what AFA is up to, you look at the journal and now the Stand and what we're going to do is what we, what we are doing is creating a half-hour radio program that will air on Saturday afternoons and Sunday evenings and will also be a podcast that will draw on the great content of The Stand magazine and put that into an audio interview format, kind of a magazine format, if you will, and, uh, and hopefully we'll, we'll take the content to a whole new audience. Sounds like, Alex, they're going to support one another. That sounds like a good idea to me. I know, and the content is always so good. Jeff, uh, you and I, I'm very indebted to you because you and I uh, made that video curriculum on the 21 Questions book, and that um, won an award, the uh, right. video curriculum of the year. Yeah. So I know everything you do, you do with excellence, mm, and I've you. been the beneficiary of that, and I know so many other people are being uh, blessed by what you do as well. Well, I, I appreciate that, Alex. And again, you know, you you are an expert in the issue of communicating the worldview, the Christian worldview to uh, people of all ages. And this program really will bring in the Christian worldview to all of these issues. That's one of the things that I want to do when we're talking about, uh, if we're talking about gender identity or if we're talking about parenting or uh, grandparenting, as we'll do in a couple of weeks, we want to bring... you. You're getting into my there territory you go. now, Jeff. Grandparenting. <laughs> and we want to be able to talk about what the Bible says. Did you know that the Bible, you do, Yes, the I Bible do. has a design for grandparents. He does. And he we'll does. talk about that. So, that's Well, it, it is. Let me take a word and, and we'll let Jeff go here. I'm winning, yeah, but I want you to go ahead and tell me when it's on again. But a legacy. Listen, a legacy is generational, isn't it? Right. And, and I think, okay, and I'm trying to tie, tie this in. Don Wildman, our founder, the first thing he did was put out a publication. A journal. Now, back in those days, it was a mimeograph, and he would fold it and send it out. But now it is a beautiful, uh, you know, monthly issue that comes out, and now they're taking it further. Uh, they had it on the Internet and website, but now they're putting it in radio and podcasts. Jeff? Yes. I would call that a 
catch what I'm saying? A yeah, legacy. Absolutely. See how it goes legacy. from one to the other, and even to now a new generation the information is going to be available. It is. AFA's always been forward thinking. The program is called The Stand Radio, and it will be on Saturdays at 4 p.m. and Sundays at 8 p.m. Central Time. And uh, the first thing that our listeners need to do is get a subscription to The Stand magazine if they don't have one. In the first uh, few issues, can't they get it? Six months, absolutely free. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, and then after that, a suggested donation of $25 a year for for all of those issues. And so you'll get everything that AFA is doing, some inside scoops on what we're, uh, some of the initiatives and things like that. So we encourage people to get The Stand magazine. And one of the things it does that I've been enjoying lately, it, it gives kind of a personal profile of somebody that has worked here and that's always good uh, I found out stuff about people I didn't know until yeah. I read it in the journal <laughs> so uh, find out everything you need to know in the journal yeah that's it uh, Jeff thank you for being with us thanks so much Bert thanks Alex okay and, and Jeff again when does the podcast start uh, the podcast is going to be um, I believe it's going to start this weekend for sure the radio program is going to be on Saturdays at 4 p.m and Sundays at 8 p.m. Central Time. It's a half-hour program. Okay, wonderful. Well, I look forward to uh, hearing that, and I know many, many people will be blessed and uh, strengthened by the content. Amen. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Jeff. Well, Alex, uh, we missed being on yesterday. We had to have a a pre-record put in because we were trying something to uh, have a place where we could have a we got a remote thing that we were going to broadcast from but we had to change gears real quickly but we're back in luke today and i've been looking forward to this uh this is the christmas story as we know it so let me start reading if i could in verses 8 through 13 we got through some of this the last time last thursday but let me read it and then we'll start from there it says now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. The glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now, Alex, you and I have talked about Bible stories and and different places. This is one of those places I really would have been at that point in time. What about you? Oh, yes. Wouldn't it have been great to be there and to see this and experience this? And remember, Jesus... uh, was preceded by three months by John the Baptist. And uh, the name John means, in Hebrew, the Lord is gracious. Isn't that something? And God, in his grace, sent Jesus to be our Savior. But, Bert, I said this when you and I read this the other day, that um, the Christmas story of Luke chapter 2, certainly this has to be some of the most famous uh, text in world history and certainly some of the most beloved. And this is not original with me, but I saw it on a Christmas card. It says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David, not an economist. If we needed money, maybe God would have sent an economist. If we needed uh, politics, maybe a politician. Not a philosopher, 
not a lot, but a savior, because that's what we needed. That's what the human race needed. That's what every person needs is a relationship with the Savior, the Messiah, the Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke two eleven. What what a what a wonderful <laughs> thing God has done for us by sending Jesus. Amen. And uh, let me just say, there's so much we could say. We're but we'll probably go back over this in a few months around Christmas. But notice in verse 14, two words that are used, Alex. We, we talk about what God's will is for us for being saved and us serving him. It is always for God's glory and our good. Now look at these two words, glory to God in the highest. There's the glory. And on earth, peace, good will toward men. Alex, listen, following Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. We want God to get to glory, and it will always be for our good. Now, I didn't say it would be our ease. I didn't say it would always be our comfort. I didn't always say that it's the easy road taken. No, but it is for our good eternally. We know that definitely. But I would say even in our life that we live here upon earth in flesh and blood, that it may be difficult, it may be hard because we have to live in a fallen world. We have to deal with diseases. We have to deal with issues that come our way. But I am convinced it is for our good and for his glory. Those two things ought to go together in our lives, shouldn't they? Well, they should. You know, I was looking at verse uh, 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. All right, I know some translations handle the, the goodwill toward men, uh, God's favor, the favor of God on people. But the word peace there, P-E-A-C-E, uh, I looked this word up, and here, here's what's conveyed in that word. And this is what happens when a person has Jesus, when a country, a culture, a nation has Jesus. Peace and goodwill, okay, peace of mind. Uh, God's sense of welfare on the individual personally. Bert, there was a time when our nation was just deeply steeped in Christianity. And think about this, peace, stability, the welfare. I, I am, I'm glad God would be concerned about my well-being and my welfare. And folks, we need the Lord. We don't need to be a nation that's secular. We need a nation that God's favor and uh, welfare is with us. Um, Bert, don't you wish we would turn back to Christ as one day we, uh, there had been a time when we so soundly affirmed him? I wish our nation would be that nation again. Turn ye, turn ye, saith the Lord. I think he not only said that to Israel, to Jerusalem, but I believe he's saying it to countries today, not just our country, but look at England where it was. I'm talking about if you study history and you see the mission, modern mission movement started there in England, William Carey, you had such great men going out and it spread to this part of our world, Adonira Judson going out. What, what opportunities it was, Alex, and saturated. It doesn't mean we were perfect. Didn't mean we didn't have blind spots. We did. What do you do? Do you major on the blind spots? 
Well, you try to correct that. If you have a new vehicle and and there are blind, you know, they may be some blind spots. You want to find out where th- where they are so you can overcome them and you can maneuver so you can know where they are. That's what we should do in life. And the good thing about America, and here it is, the, what was set in by the founding fathers in our Constitution made it possible to have those corrections that were wrong. But now, forgetting that Constitution, forgetting our roots as a nation that was started on the very precepts of the Word of God, we have forgotten that. Mainly, we've forgotten it, but only we've gone against it, Alex. So, yeah. yes, we need to turn, don't we? We do. I mean, our nation, to a large degree, has forgotten God, but in some quarters, they're actively trying to get rid of Christianity. Well, may God use each of us to call people back to the truth. Stay tuned. We're going to come back after this brief break with more of Luke. My God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Bird and Alex with you. Alex? Uh, have you found something new to do the hour before exploring the Word? I mean, you know, you you don't have anything else going on in your life, so well, have you found the, out something new to do? <laughs> a little bit. I have the privilege, 2 to 3 p.m., and then uh, if you're on the East Coast, it's 3 to 4, of doing an hour of radio uh, with uh, American Family Radio all this week and all next week. And um, who knows, maybe maybe even beyond that, I, I, I don't know. Now, Exploring the Word has been my home base for 14 years now, and I don't want that to change, but I what a platform. Uh, and I, I had on today uh, the leader of a ministry, Ground Zero, that is literally being persecuted in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They're being persecuted because of their Christian beliefs, and they minister to thousands of people. But uh, we're going to have some great content. So, folks, the hour before Exploring the Word, if you would listen, we uh, dealing with biblical worldview, the culture. We've got some leaders and opinion makers, and so uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Well, Alex, I'm so glad you're available to do that. It's such a blessing to have you available to do that. And by the way, since you're talking about that this Friday, uh, on trivia, I'm going to be one of the visiting professors. And uh, so I'll have my Andy Griffith show questions. So everybody get ready, start watching, binge watching Andy Griffith. So when I ask that question, people will know they can call in and say, I know that answer. So anyway, it's a joy to be a part of American Family Radio and Amen. exploring the word. We feel like God has given Alex and myself the responsibility and privilege of just sharing in the Word of God, the hope we have. And what it says here in verse 14 is so true. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men, or good thoughts toward men, our our thought. But the, the question, and Alex was concentrating on that before we went to the break, peace. Do you have that peace that passes all understanding? There's two kinds, the peace of God and the peace with God. Now, I want to share with you, you cannot have the peace of God until you're at peace with God. To be Mm. at peace with God means there's been a relationship that started with us repenting, turning from our sin, and turning to Jesus Christ, knowing 
that he came, he lived, he died, and rose again. And when we put our faith and trust in him, we can have be at peace with God. And then all, and, and I say this all of a sudden, and I, I mean that literally, there can be some peace in your life. It happened to me as a 12-year-old boy, Alex. As a 12-year-old boy, I came to church that Tuesday night not having the peace of God in my life. I was fearful, scared. That night after I received Jesus as my Savior, I went home with peace in my heart. If that's never happened to those of you who are listening today, I want you to trust Christ. And we have some friends that you can call right now and say, man, I I heard on Exploring the Word that we could know God and get right with him. Would you tell me how? That number is 888-NEED-HIM. 888-NEED-HIM. They'll pray with you. They'll talk with you and help you. Alex, the peace of God and the peace with God, I should reverse that and say the peace with God and the peace of God, they're available, aren't they? They really are. We often say Jesus is as close by as a prayer. Bert, uh, I was thinking about this, uh, and I want to get back to Luke. But do you remember a famous quote by um, a Christian leader named Avery Willis? Uh, I know you've heard this in uh, sermons, but uh, it, it is really just a very inspiring thing. He said, Avery Willis said, quote, I'm part of the fellowship of the unashamed. Yeah. I have Holy Spirit power. Uh, and it goes on, and it says, My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. My future is secure. And I am a disciple of Jesus. I will go until he comes, give until I drop, preach till everyone knows, and work till he stops me. And when Jesus comes for his own, he will have no problem recognizing me because my banner will be clear. And I've always loved that. You, it's I love it. somewhat lengthy. Yeah, but, but it is worth reading and examining yourself when you read it, isn't it, Alex? Yeah, and folks, let me just say this. When you put your faith in Jesus, your sins are washed away, your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, the Spirit of God indwells you. But Jesus makes your life um, make sense. Maybe you've got past hurts that that they they nag you and they're in the back of your mind. Maybe you've made past mistakes, and um, the hardest person to forgive is yourself. Here's this verse 14, peace and goodwill toward men. You need to know this. The Lord Jesus loves you. Your your sins can be forgiven. Even your worst mistakes can get resolved. And even the the baggage of maybe you've been abused or maybe there was some circumstance and you've just never been able to get past it, Jesus will help you get past it. Bert, isn't that a wonderful thing? It really is, and, and that's who we're talking about every day on this program. Um, listen, the best advice I ever got about preaching and teaching is open the Bible and make a beeline for Jesus. That mm. is the truth. He's on every page. He really is. And so follow Christ. Now, listen to what these shepherds did. They did what we're asking people to do, and that is respond Respond to the message that you've heard. They're responding to the message that they've heard. So listen to verse 15, what they do. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us 
now go to Bethlehem. I underlined the word now. Don't not say, later. Not later. Now to and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made made known to, and and I'm emphasizing this to us, and I'm adding a little bit of all people. I mean, we're talking about people that were outcasts. Shepherds were not invited to the nicest parties in town, you know. And it says he's made it known to us, and they came with haste. And guess what they found? Exactly what the angels told them they would find. Alex, I love these shepherds. They responded immediately. They responded wholeheartedly. They responded totally. And when they went away, notice this, and and I'm jumping ahead, but I'm tying it together, and then we'll come back and put them all in. Verse 20, then the shepherds returned. What did they do? Glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told them. This is an encounter with Jesus. And, and I'm telling all of you who are listening, and I'm, I'm going on and on about it, Alex. This encounter with Jesus is something that is worthwhile. It changes your life, your direction, and fills your life with peace and purpose. Th- and that's what we want for people, isn't it? Well, it is. It is. And yeah, I've always... I've read this passage so many times, but they said in verse 15, let us now go. Okay, the time to come to Christ is now, not later. And then they said, even unto Bethlehem. See, you you might feel like um, committing your life to Christ is, boy, that's, that's a big thing. Yes, it is. But he gave his life for you. And uh, I want to encourage people, let me just say this, and we'll move on. First of all, be in church on Sunday. And this Sunday, if your church gives an altar call, that's basically when the pastor calls you to make a public decision. I want to challenge every last one of you. Um, if your church has a an altar call, go forward this coming Sunday. Um, if you've never publicly uh, joined a church and said, "Hey, I'm a Christian, unashamed," I, you know, I want everybody to know I'm. I'm standing for Christ. I'm taking my stand for the Lord. Maybe go forward to just kneel and pray. Pray for America. Pray for your family. Pray for our, our country. Uh, Bert, I've always taken note of those words, even unto Bethlehem, because I, I'll put it this way, and I want your response. Jesus paid the price of our sins on the cross, right? But I really think our obedience and our discipleship there should be something costly about it. Now, forgiveness and salvation, he paid that cost. But in my daily bearing fruit, taking a stand, being a witness, serving the Lord, living a life of worship, uh, I believe being a disciple, it, it should cost us, and we should joyfully rise up to pay that cost. Jesus said, yeah, Jesus said that if you're going to be my disciple, you're going to have to take up your cross, what? Daily. Daily. And what? Follow me. And the path that Jesus trod was not an easy one. He came unto his own. His own rejected him. They didn't just not receive him. They rejected him. And uh, they said, release Barabbas. No, crucify Jesus. Release Barabbas. And I mean, listen, this is what we're saying. Come unto Christ. These shepherds did that. And their life was changed completely. And uh, they came and they saw the child and they saw what they heard from God's messengers. 
the angels, that's what the word means, God's messengers, was true. You can depend on the word of God. What you hear in the word of God is true. What the word of God says about salvation is true. What the word of God says about heaven and hell is true. And so today, this is what we're saying. Follow Christ all the way. Now, listen, it's like boarding a plane. Guess what? Have you ever seen somebody halfway board a plane? Or you gotta, no, or, or do you gotta that's a good stay, question. Do you have to stay off or get on? You got to do one it, or the other, don't you? It, it's either or, isn't it? It is. And Christ is not a halfway thing. You don't halfway follow Christ. You say, Lord, I am yours. Uh, you've bought me with a price. I want you to be glorified in my body. And and so live your life that way. If you're doing it, just, well, I'm going to try it. Uh, no, listen, that's not it. No, you come on board. There's a big battle, I, I would say, 20, 25 years ago about the lordship of Christ. Alex, since he's Lord, the only way to receive him is his Lord, isn't it? You can't get him. Okay, now I'll take you half, Lord. I'll take mm. you a quarter. No, he's Lord, so you must receive him that way, mustn't you? Amen. Uh, Vance Havner, one of our favorites, he said either he's Lord of all or he's Lord not at all. i got to share a quote, folks. C.S. Lewis, he said, if Jesus is the risen Son of God, he is of infinite importance. If Jesus is not the risen Son of God, he is of no importance. But the one thing he cannot be is of moderate importance. Now, we know C.S. Lewis had it right, Vince Havner had it right, Jesus is the risen Son of God, and he is worthy of our best, everything we can give in all situations. Amen, brother. Preach it. Now listen to this, verse 17 and 18. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. They could not be quiet. And all those who heard it, marveled or wondered at these things which was told them by the shepherds. Let me share this. Of all people, the shepherds, the shepherds, one of the lowest groups of people in that society, they heard the good news first. And then verse 19 is so special. And uh, I think it's special to Luke too, because I really believe if you remember what Luke did, he says in chapter 1, verse 2, as was from the beginning, were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. I think he's talked to somebody who was an eyewitness <laughs> of those things that happened. So, And I, in my opinion, I think he's sharing who it is in verse 19. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, mothers will do that. Listen. My wife can tell you things about the birth of our three sons that she'll bring up. And I said, I don't remember that exactly. Man, she does. She remembers those things. These mothers have the capacity to put those in their minds and their heart because it's such a part of them, Alex. And here's Mary. She kept all these things and pondered them. In her. She went over it and remembered them again and again. How special that is, I think, Alex. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, the Bible uses those words. Uh, she cast in her mind what manner of salutation this might be. Certainly Mary, uh, no no young mother in history had as much to think about and ponder, and verse 19 alludes to that. And the shepherds returned, 
glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. Bert, let, let me just say this. Um, very often at camps, because I've had the privilege of leading seven this summer, kids will have what we call a mountaintop experience. But I always tell the kids that uh, life isn't lived on the mountaintop. Um, you know, the old saying is not how high you jump, but how straight you walk when you hit the ground. Right. Um, the, the shepherds, they had to go back to shepherding. They got to see the, the baby Jesus, but they went back, but they were changed. They went back glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. Folks, uh, the blessing of God, the, the provision, the protection, the growth, uh, all the things God has told you in his word, he will do for you. Amen. He really will. Um, we can take God at his word. These shepherds found out that God was good for his word, and we can find that out too, and I hope you will. Alex, when you say that about the shepherds, they went back different. Now, they were just shepherds of sheep when they came. They were important sheep. Many people think they may have been the sheep that would be or used temple for sacrifice. a temple. That's the possibility uh, and, and it's a good possibility that's the truth. But they went back different because the shepherd of their soul, had they had touched his life, and he, even as a babe, through the power of the Holy Spirit, would touch their lives, and their lives would be changed forever. So what Alex and I are saying to those who are listening, you want your life changed now, forever, that will last through eternity that will stand you good. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ, and it's only through Him that you can have that relationship by trusting Him as Lord and Savior of your life. I pray you would. Well, Alex, you ready to take phone calls? Folks, that number is 888-589-8840. Call it, uh, get in the queue, and we'll take your questions after this. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. What will I sing? I'm held to the flame like I am right now. I know you're able and I know you can save through the fire with your mighty hand. But even if you don't, my hope is you alone. Our Hope is Jesus and Jesus alone. Praise his name. Well, this is Exploring the Word, Alex and Bert, and you are listening to the American Family Radio Network. The number, and we're going to pick up the telephone and hear from you. The number is 888-589-8840. Bert, you ready to take some questions? Man, I am ready. Looking forward to it. We didn't get to talk to people yesterday. Let's make up for it today. Alex, go right ahead. One of my favorite places in the world, Texas. We're going to go to Texas. David, uh, thanks for holding. You're on Exploring the World. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. I just uh, had a question about assurance of salvation. So uh, my question is, how can I have an internal peace about whether or not I've received salvation? Well, well that that's a great question. So let, let me ask you this. Has there been a time when you, you prayed and you said, Lord, I, I'm a sinner, I believe Jesus is the one who died for me and rose again, and I'm I'm putting my faith in you, Lord, come into my life and save me. Something along those lines. Have you prayed that prayer and received Christ personally? Yes, sir. I I have. So uh, 
I grew up in church and was baptized at a young age. And uh, I do believe that, you know, I've prayed that prayer sincerely. And the, the reason for my doubt, I feel, is I've struggled with addiction over the years. And I've recently turned from that. And I'm just wondering if I'm experiencing doubt because of the past sins and also just because of kind of the turmoil that comes from the addiction. Is, does that make any sense? It does. It does, David. Let me just share this, and Alex, you take it away. What you've done is we trust Jesus Christ. The word is trust. Uh, It has put your confidence in, put your faith in. Uh, And and I've used the word surrender. Uh, I've tried. I said, Lord, help me to understand that. And it may be because I'm a child of the 50s and 60s where Westerns were on television all the time. But when a person came to the place where they were ready to give up on themselves, they would surrender and hold their hands up and say, I'm now in your hands, marshal or sheriff, whoever it was. We give up on ourselves. David, that's exactly what it is. God looks at the heart. But if you can't get assurance, you know, Alex, you and I have talked about that. If you can't get the assurance, confess those sins and say, Lord, I've, I've, I've surrendered to you now and forever, and I'm asking you to be Lord of my life. Alex, uh, if, if David, uh, David, if you've been saved before, it's a reaffirmation. If you haven't been saved, it's coming to Christ right now, and that's what you want to do. You want to make sure Christ is Lord of your life now and trust him. Alex, go ahead. Yeah, and, and you know what? You've got to take God at his word. And and I went through this too, David. When I was a young believer, I was worried. You know, what if I what if I wasn't saved? And I've shared this many times on the program. But really, the verse that gave me peace in my heart was First John five thirteen, which says, "These things are written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know you have eternal life." And you've done that. Let me do this, David. Because uh, it's 4.46 p.m. East Coast time on August 29th, 2023. Um, you'll, you'll know for sure. Would you pray with me? And maybe others are listening that want to make sure of their salvation. So, David, would you, would you pray right now? And yeah, pray, All right. And, folks, just from your heart to God, repeat a prayer like this. Dear Lord Jesus... Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I'm a sinner. But I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. But I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And he died on the cross for me. And he died on the cross for me. And he rose again for me. And he rose again for me. I turn from sin. I turn from sin. I put my trust in you. And I put my trust in you. Please save me. Please save me. Wash my sins away. Wash my sins away. And help me. And help me to live for you from this moment on. To live for you from this moment on. 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, listen to this, David. Uh, Jesus said in John six thirty seven, The one who comes to me I will in no way reject. And you did that, didn't you? You came to Jesus. Yes, sir. And Jesus doesn't lie, does he? No, sir. And so he says, in no way will I reject the one who comes to me. And you came to him. Others did as well. Now, David, uh, we want to send you something that will help you in your walk with the Lord. And, folks, we've got, uh, if you prayed that prayer, Bert, what is the number of, um, is it 1-800-NEED-HIM? That's it. Triple eight need him one triple eight need him and you can call them. They're available. And... Uh, Tell them that you just prayed this prayer, and you want them to pray with you. And, and David, let me give this. We, we don't try to get your address and everything, so don't you hang up. But let me just share with you. Be thankful that right after you do this, thank the Lord and say, Lord, thank you that you are in my life. And, and that I want to just tell you that is gratitude. And then tell someone as soon as you can. It can be a friend. It can be a family member. Tell someone that Jesus Christ has entered your life and that you have been saved. And I just want to tell you, it will affirm you. The Holy Spirit will help you and guide you. David, thank you. Alex, go ahead. Amen. Yes, let us get your address. I want to send you something. And folks, if you have uh, prayed that, uh, you've either come to Christ or maybe come back to Christ, um, go all the way. Get in church. Uh, daily walk with the Lord. Um, Bert, a relationship with Jesus, as you know, it's not just, oh, I pray a prayer and decades from now when I die, I'll go to heaven. No, it's the joy. And oh my goodness, what a joy, what a privilege every day to walk with Christ. And we encourage people to do that. Alex, it's Uh, been said, there's joy in the journey. And that is the truth. It's not easy, but there's joy in this journey. And we're praying that you would join us in this journey. What is it? Following Jesus. And that's what Alex said, shared with David. And Lord, help me follow you and please you the rest of my life. We pray that you prayed that prayer. Where to next, Alex? Uh, Still in Texas, we're going to speak with Robert. Robert, in Texas, you are on Exploring the Word. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. my, My question is, on Mount Transfiguration, um, who I know G- God is talking to Jesus, but I believe in the oneness of God. Jesus is Lord. And people always ask me then, is there two or three gods? So what is the answer to that? To that? Great question. And by the way, this is in Matthew 17 and in Second Peter 1. Those are the two places you can read about this. Peter, James, and John went up on this mountain, and the voice of God the Father said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. So, um, Robert, it's very important to have uh, an accurate view of God. Now, God has revealed himself that, that there is one God. I'm with you on that. There's one God. However, eternally existing as Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Not, not three gods, but three persons within the Godhead or the nature of God. And then we call this the Trinity. 
the triunity, one God, but God the Father who sent his Son, God the Spirit who draws us to Jesus. Um, Bert, I'm not saying I understand it. I definitely believe it, absolutely believe it. Uh, but frankly, I don't think any finite human mind can fully understand it. Do you, they Bert? cannot, Robert. They You can't completely understand it. You can't completely uh, explain it. But let me share with you. It goes all the way back to Genesis. Just listen to this. It's not just there uh, at the Mount of Transfiguration in Jesus' baptism. Listen to this. Genesis 1-3, God said, let there be light. There was light. That's God speaking. But notice what he says in verse 26. Then God said, let us, this is the same God, it's the same word that's used for God in verse 3, let us make man in our image. This is the Trinity. It is one God in three persons, cannot completely be understood, cannot completely be understood, uh, explained, but it can be believed that God, and it's been proven again at Jesus' baptism, the transfiguration, if you remember at his baptism, the Holy Spirit descended as a dove, the Father spoke from heaven, and Jesus was baptized. And it also says, and the Spirit of the Lord moved on the face of the deep, Alex. Mm. And so you have the Trinity starting in Genesis all the way through. And Robert, the Bible teaches it. And don't let you saying, well, I can't understand it. I cannot believe it. Believe the Word of God because the Word of God talks about it. It's one God in three persons revealing himself to us. Thank you, Robert. Uh, and, and as we go to Jerry in New Mexico, um, Bert, one of the interesting things, one of the reasons that I definitely do believe in the Trinity, there's nothing like it. No human could have ever thought this up. <laughs> I mean, th they estimate there are 24,000 religions in the world, and they've got all these ideas. Well, you know, a, a man turned into God, man or whatever. But the, the idea of the Trinity is utterly unique. And I think that speaks to the truth of it, because um, the human mind could not have thought it up. But uh, Jerry in New Me Mexico, I, I was in Clovis, New Mexico a month ago. Uh, Jerry, how are things in that beautiful part of the country? Hey, Jerry, are you there? Yes, sir, I sure am. Yeah, welcome. Uh, okay. Am I on? You're on, yes, my sir, friend. Yes, sir, I need Okay, I thank you for taking my call, first off, and I need some help. The LGBT community is starting to take over and infiltrate my community. We're a community of about two to 5,000 people. And we know that we've had gay people in our community before, but now they want to flaunt it and have things like parades and stuff like that. And they're trying to push it on the kids. They have a little organization that they that's uh, uh, not religiously orientated and they're accepting them kids and what they think. And these kids are 12 or 13 years old. And they, I know that these kids cannot make a decision to change their gender at that age because they are not fully mentally capable until they reach approximately age 25 to understand even their own emotions. So um, what I'm looking for is help to be able to get the pastures and stuff together and the people of the community so that I can go to the schools and the local government to explain what is coming 
to our community, the poison. Um, in, in the interest of time, let me jump in here for a minute, Jerry. For one thing, you're in New Mexico, um, and it's not far. Uh, September 7 through 9, there's a conference in Colorado called Truth and Liberty, and I'll be speaking there along with Chad Connolly and David Barton and uh, then uh, in also in September is uh, Family Research Council in Washington has a, a conference called Pray, Stand, Vote, and I'll be speaking at that as well. Um, let me encourage you folks to uh, get involved in your community because, Bert, there, there is LGBTQ trans indoctrination in public schools, and I know, folks, um, homosexuality and certainly transgenderism, uh, people get so depressed, they attempt suicide. This is detrimental to young people. This is harmful to children. And we have got to have some legislation that our public schools would not be these indoctrination camps for something that is morally, psychologically, and yes, spiritually destructive. So Jerry, thank you for caring the Truth and Liberty Conference, if, if you Google it, you'll find it, Truth and Liberty, September 7 through 9 in Colorado. I mentioned that because that's close enough you could drive to it. But, Bert, um, we're in a battle. And one final thing, and I'm going to throw it to Bert, pastors preach and yeah. activate your people to, to vote, to serve on school boards, to go to school board meetings. Um, I thank God for people like Tony Perkins and Family Research Council and, my goodness, AFA and AFA Action. But, Bert, it's a fight for the soul and future of our country, isn't it? It really is. If you don't believe you can make a difference, look at Virginia, what took place there. And it became that became the issue of the, of the governor's election. And they stood strong, and they are still changing things. So stand strong. Go to that school board. Be equipped. If you want some equipment, listen. Watch the movie In His Image slash movie. In His Image. It's a, a studio of AFA here in a, a that we produced. It is awesome. It will equip you. Matter of fact, we're viewing it at the church in Auburn Baptist Church here in Tupelo. And so, uh, Jerry, you can equip yourself. Listen to In His Image. It will help you. And it will give you some evidence. Go to those meetings, vote, stand strong, stay in the Word of God, and don't let anger take over. Let courage take over and say, mm -hmm. we are going to stand with God in the Word no matter what. And it may come that we have to do something about churches uh, pulling kids out of the public school if they're going to continue to do this, and we may have to do it. Hey, we'll be back to more tomorrow with more of Exploring the Word. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.